Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. It's your host, Chris, here with Ro, and we're being joined by Brandon this time. Uh, we are back. Uh, we have a bunch of movies we're going to be reviewing over the next few weeks. Uh, it's that time again, and we've gotten a bunch of movies gotten uh, gotten sent to us, and uh, there's going to be you know re- uh, award season movies and that kind of stuff. So, um, first up for us here, uh, we have a movie called Saint Maud. Um, follows a, a nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. It is directed and written by Rose Glass. What did you guys think? Uh, Maude is crazy. Jennifer Ellie is an, a really good actress. I actually enjoyed some Wayford Clark. I really enjoyed this. It was weird. It was not what I expected. But yeah, um, she all the way crazy. Ren, I forgot how we do this. How do we how do we review movies again? What do you mean? How do you review movies? Really? Do really? We do Welcome, welcome back. We missed uh, you. Yeah. Um, Maude is one of the more memorable films that I've been sent that I watched, which you know is a good thing. It's kind of slow at first, and I was just like. Okay, this poor white woman and her poor white woman life. And then it immediately got crazy. And I like the fact that it kind of, I like the fact that the the director talked about what he wanted to explore with this film. And I think he was able to actually accomplish just showing what happens when you leave a person in just this lonely state and they're left to their own (laughs) mental devices and what can kind of come from that, you know the distortion of reality imagine so i thought this was i thought this did a really good job of that it's actually because it's uh yeah rose glass uh directed and wrote it yeah um yeah this is um i'm not gonna lie (laughs) i'm with you brandon this is probably one of the more memorable films uh and I mean, I guess overall that is a good thing, but it also to me says something about the films that happened this year. There, I'm not gonna lie, there's a lot of boring, just uninteresting films <clears throat> that are being sent out. And I know Rose's gonna, you know, kill us for that, but I'm gonna be honest here. A lot of these films I've seen are kind of. I'm, not, I'm just gonna. I'm listen, just gonna be honest. They, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna you, kill you. I. If, I mean, my persistent complaint for the entire year has been pacing and film length and editing. I don't yeah, know how how many I mean how many times if I text you and said homie still can't edit for shit. I mean, I mean I'm not I mean, I'm not gonna hold I, no, either I mean, one of you. These movies are long. The I paces are hold just... on, hold on, hold on. Some of them aren't long and they're still boring as shit. So I, I just got to get that out of the way. Just okay, so we're in, not all of them are long. Uh and some of them are still boring as shit and just uninteresting. I am and, so gonna um, enjoy these reviews. I'm so gonna enjoy them. And I'm just well, let me just let, let me just say the for all the talk about, you know, uh, year before the pandemic and everybody talking about how, you know, Marvel films and these big blockbuster films are killing the, killing the movie experience. No, no, they're saving it because honestly, if anything is, everything is proven that you need those films, because there's no other fucking reason to go to see these films in the theater is that now I will say to get back on track with St. Maude, cause we'll be having this discussion on all the films we review here. It's, Memorable, but it's also short. It's only an hour and twenty-four minutes. So, 
it gets in and gets out and does what it needs to do. And it and that thing that it needs to do is, you know, mod is fucking crazy. So it keeps you interested in that sense. Uh, they, they say it's a horror film. And this is another thing I need them to stop doing. It's not a horror film. This is a drama. All right. This is just, uh, a, this is a drama. It's yeah. This is a twisted psychological drama. Yeah. That's with not touch a of the body horror. That's about it. Yeah. It has horror elements. I see why they would do that. And it's marketing too. Uh, right. Yeah. It, I think they. I think they need to. They need to, I think they need to start to adopt the term horrific over horror. Yeah, there you go. Because you might not okay. say it's horror, but there's some shit that happens in this that's pretty fucking horrific. Oh yeah. I mean, I like one of my favorite festivals is the Horrible Imagining Film Festival, and it does really expand the idea of what falls under the umbrella of the genre of horror. But to label a movie a horror film, there are certain beats that have to be here, and that they are not in Saint Maud. Something else is here. It's just as great, but I wouldn't call it a horror film. I mean, her religion is kind of horror. So maybe I mean I'm Catholic, so there's a lot of stuff about this. I'm like, yeah, no, that's 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 a horror. That's horror. That's horror right there. Well, I think, uh, but Brian, I think you said said right. I mean, horrific, mm-hmm. right? There's a, mm-hmm. and and there is a trend I've been seeing also uh, this year. Some of these films, which is really the point, is the person losing their fucking mind. Um. And 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 showing that in, in in the depths of a delusion, um, and that really is kind of uh, at the center here of Saint Maud. But like again, I think it to me is also just the over the topness of some of these. Oh, you know, I'm looking at the on, on my end, DB, a mesmerizing a mesmerizing horror masterpiece. No, it's not. Stop that. Stop that. Stop, no, stop it's that. an unsettling psychological drama. But right. So, I, I don't even think this falls into what's our usual, I basically at this point think we should just call it conceit for how much we watch horror movies. I really just think this is, this plays on a lot of themes that make people uncomfortable. And I think for simplicity, simplicity's sake, they've just said, oh, it's horror. And I, I agree. A lot of it is horrific. But even outside of that element, this story, this whole, you know, getting really wrapped up in your job. She's a palliative care nurse. Um, so she's taking someone who she's taking care of someone who's terminally ill. And she's wrapped that up in this weird obsession she has with some really seriously Vatican one kind of Roman Catholic type, you know, self-flagellation, uh, never waste your pain kind of thing. And I think it's reductive to just kind of just call this movie a horror movie. Well, it is because I think it also is dealing with um, the fact that oh, it would be nice. Hello? If I didn't, no, it would be nice if I didn't mute myself. Um, but I was saying, <laughs> it, I mean, it's also dealing with the fact that um, there she's there's also this is a film also that she's um, projecting a lot, right? She She's projecting a lot of, of her own um, insecurities and own uh, seeming sins onto others. And um, there's a lot, I mean, there's, there's, there's a kind of a realism to that. Of A lot of people do that, especially with religion when they, or when they, the newly converted uh, or, you know, it tend to kind of do that and go over the, overboard. It, it, that's what you're seeing here. Um, it, it also kind of helps. Um, I think, um, I don't know. It, this is another one of those films. Just like, 
it's hard for me to say I enjoy it or I would recommend it for other people to see. But it it kind of helps me that I also uh, watch this around the same time that I listened to the two-part episode, the last podcast, and left it on um, the Annalisa Nichol Nickel story, right? So, Whoa. Right. So that is like, you're, you're kind of seeing there, it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? This is another reason why I'm like, eh, it's not really horror, more like... Mm, this actually not to this level, but it just happens. People kind of get lost in um in sometimes taking their religious beliefs too far. Um, so right. it's, it's way more it's way more realistic <laughs> in some in yeah. some ways, which, which makes it which makes it horrific, right? And so yeah, yeah, yeah. but it also kind of plays into the fact that it's clear that uh, Maud has a past, and we keep getting hints of it, and as it continues to unravel. And more and more weird things just drive her further into her own head and further into a place of clear insanity mm-hmm. or clear, you know, mental disturbance. No, it's insane. It's I mean, okay. I mean, uh, the whole tax shit. That that shit is insane. There's um, you got to be far gone. Actually, you don't. It's just, I mean, it, that's a that's a. It's a particular brand of indoctrination, and you don't mm-hmm. actually, it, it, you don't actually have to be that far gone. You simply I, have to adding I, logic to crazy. I'm not adding logic to crazy. I I believe I said earlier in this conversation and prefaced one of my statements with, "I'm Roman Catholic. I've seen a lot of stuff justify the name of God, and it's not crazy." And I've seen, crazy. I'm okay. I mean, we gonna agree to disagree on why people do the things they do. I don't just think people crazy. I think People have a weird willingness. I have a willingness to do things when they think they have a purpose. And I don't think always that purpose is crazy, but some of the shit you do on the way there, that might be. I mean, I, at that point, I'm not really going like distinguish to. If you're doing crazy shit, just because you justifying it, don't mean you ain't crazy. That's the way I kind of look at it. Okay. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. But I think, I think Maude was, uh, I think, I think she was, she was unhinged from jump and she ran to the church because she was clearly running from her past <laughs> and that didn't work out the way that she had hoped it would and something terrible happened on the job which just drove her even further and hurt but there's also this element of obsession that just kind of that you usually don't get in non-sexual relationships between women on screen without it being about something else but she's almost like mommy dearest kind of uh. like flower in the attic kind of overly attached to her patient amanda and that whole believing that she needs to save her soul and all that stuff I, that's what got me and i started getting roped into it especially when amanda started kind of like playing along but it was mm-hmm. clear that she was mocking her. Uh, see, you can't do that again. No, you don't play with, with crazy. crazy people. I know Ro doesn't agree with this term, but you can't do that with crazy people. Can't be talking to spirits with them and stuff, or what they were doing together with that spirit. That's that's a uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean that's just that should be one on one. You do, you you don't you don't you don't play with crazy, and that's the thing. You don't. Because especially, or not even just crazy, a true believer like that, right? Because as crazy as she is, she really believes in whatever that craziness is in that over-the-topness. You cannot 
play <laughs> mock or not take it serious enough, you know? So, and, and, and that's what happens here. And you see, um, and again, I think they do a good enough, um, this film does, it's only an hour and 24 minutes. So there's a good job enough of kind of getting in and getting out and, and, and going around the line with that. They'll, this could have easily have been, and it would have been, we've seen this. They could have easily made this a two hour movie. Oh yeah, no oh, it would have been, been mad. It would, yeah, it would have, it would, it would have been, it would have been horrific to sit through, right? So, I will say, um, I will say that uh, those moments where she's uh, looking for God and she can't find him add a whole new meaning to the term Holy Ghost. I just, yeah, I don't know about her and. There's like this direct connection between what she was doing in her past mm-hmm. and the way it's cleansed in her presence. Yeah. That shit is um Yeah, she gets holy ghosted in this film. And um in Welsh. I, I mm, Yeah, I just it well, was I, just like we saw this in scary movie too. And it was <laughs> like comedy, and in this one it's it's not. It's not comedy. No, they're not playing it for laughs. But I also think Jennifer Ely does a really good job of giving a different kind of energy in this. And she was just as fascinating and messed up in the head for a completely different reason than Maude was. Mm-hmm. And um, I just ended up really curious about both of their pasts. That I, it's, This is one of those movies where I'm actually happy where they don't overshare or overexplain. They kind of just drop you in the mix and then give you breadcrumbs, but only enough of what you need for the story that's happening. But I'm, I was completely and utterly fascinated about the dance they each were doing around their own realities and mm-hmm. what it meant. And like Amanda's patent refusal to, to live it up to the hedonistic end, which is kind of ignore it refusing to admit that she's really terminal in a sense that you know she she used her plight for her art but she wasn't really processing that this was coming up on the end for her in a way that people generally tend to expect and i really appreciated that but that whole um the scene when they got down to her birthday party Mm -hmm. it's it's Mm -hmm. one of the yeah uh, the it's one of those things where crazy meets selfish and entitled. Like, Amanda is spoiled. Yeah, that entitled shit will do you in quick. It sure does. And, and I liked how they left that kind of edge on here. And it kind of, it, 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 it doesn't just play into this idea that she's, you know, feeling like she has to do what she needs to to save Amanda's soul because Amanda's an atheist. And when those two things kind of really collided, and then you throw in her friend or her former coworker who pops up later, like trying to do a welfare check on her, and you're just like, "Yeah, this couldn't be the worst time." I didn't un- be nice. Was she doing a welfare check, or was she just like trying to fill out how gone this girl was, and also kind of to fake show sympathy by rubbing? The current her current affairs in her face, kind of like um, you know, I I couldn't, I really didn't get. I don't I know. She, I think she felt a little guilty, but I also think that she wanted to see if she was still working because she doesn't think she should be. Okay, see, that's what I was trying to figure out because it felt like some fake pity shit. Like, 
It, it didn't, I, yeah. it didn't feel genuine friendly at all. She's just kind of like popping up. Oh, I can't stand over here. Oh, I can't smoke right here. So how are you doing? But like, this is how I'm doing. So like, how are you doing? But also this is how I'm doing. It, it was just felt really. I think it I'm, was supposed I'm, to I'm, feel deli- Yeah, it was supposed to feel awkward and off putting. And I think they played that really well. But I think on one level, she felt a little guilty because something happened that she was there for. And I guess in the aftermath, she feels like, you know, we could have been more supportive. Um, but I think mostly she just was trying to see if this girl was really still working with people because mm-hmm. she ain't wrapped too tight. Mm. But religious fervor is a thing. And I think this might be the best way that I've seen it used in a contemporary setting without it feeling like it's a caricature or it's somehow overdoing it. Like this story was tight and just disturbing. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the ending got me. I almost wish we hadn't gotten that very last flash. No, no, we needed it. It was so necessary. I was like, you have to, you have to do it this way. And they did it. And I was like, thank you. Because yeah, nah, I need people. I need there to be actual clarity on the reality of this girl's situation. Because I feel like they could have, some people might watch it and it could be drawn into the, well, we don't know what was really happening to her. And then we, they show that fucking flash. And it's like, no, this, this is what's really happening to her. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is one of the times where I think that they had done enough with the context to where you knew. But I think those are the little elements and touches that they pulled out of from the the horror pantheon that make people full on label this movie as a horror movie. But uh, I think it was I thought it was an electrifying ending. I think it kind of makes up for the slow burn opening. And the the rollout through the first and second act, and the cinematography is fantastic. It only gets better as the movie goes on. So, I think yeah. the, I think having a slow burn on a short film in the beginning is fine, if you actually have stages that clearly are playing out. Fair. And film did like it was fluid. It was it was a slow current at first, and it picks up in the middle. So I'm cool with that. Uh, slow burn is fine when there's you know you actually have some good development, and it's a shorter film. Slow burn is bad when it's literally just a slow ass burn. <laughs> you feel like you're not going anywhere. And then in the last 15 minutes, that's the shit that everybody was fucking celebrating about and talking about. This is why you deserve an Oscar and all this other bullshit. But yeah, um, that's it. I, I think this is one of the better films that we received this year. And yeah. um, yeah. Was this who who was this again? Who sent us this? I thought it was A24. It was A24, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I, I, watched was... it. I watched Lamb. So Back to back? Yes. Well, I've right. been waiting for Lamb for a while. But, okay. um, yeah. I put Rose Glass down um, for one of my debut breakthrough filmmakers. So that's kind of how I sat with Rose. And I put Moifit down for breakthrough performance on one of my ballots. Because I, I was I was pleasantly surprised and fully engaged from beginning to end. And I can't say that about a lot of the movies I've seen this year. Um, I actually would recommend this to just people who are into psychological films like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I think it's a good conversation piece as well. 
I mean, at a minimum, it's it, it increases my belief that we need to have a vetting process for um, people who work in hospice care. I think because he showed up uh, looking like a nun, people were kind of just like, oh, she's fine. That's what it right. sounds like. Yeah, that'd like, be where I'd say she needs a whole battery of tests and work up. We need to find out why she not a nun no more. Right. But that's me. I'm and just I'm trying to think of other things besides Sister Act where like the nuns were I hate to word it like this, but the nuns were good people. I mean, I, I, I don't know. They're, we have a tendency to, like, if you see nuns, they're either peripheral to something going on in an exorcist movie, or it's like the movie Agnes that I uh, saw during Fantasia Fest, which is another interesting story, but that's more about a possession. And one of the girls, one of the women who's a, a novitiate, at, who leaves after, after the, the exorcism goes wrong, and, and so you don't usually get a lot of dramas unless it's like Children of a Lesser God or Agnes of God, excuse me, Agnes of God. Um, and I don't think you could classify those movie, those nuns as good nuns. So yeah, I see, don't I'm know. Thinking, I don't know. I'm thinking of stuff like Philomena. You know, those so, are not good nuns. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, those, that's what I get when I don't oh, watch this. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what I mean. I don't think you gen- you don't generally tend to get the movies where someone frames the convent or being associated with the convent. I mean, because what doubt? That's the I was that was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, like so, Agnes of God from back in the day. That's that's a whole train wreck of a problem. No, I can't off the top of my head. No, except for yeah, you're right. That's. Terrible. If they're not singing nuns, um, you beware. That's te- I mean, look, if they're cloistered nuns, beware, period. It's just like, yeah, no. This is now something you're going to send me on the hunt for a movie with nuns That's who aren't terrible. Doesn't the Netflix film about the, I can't think of what the name is right now, the Netflix show with uh, Umbrella Academy, doesn't that start off with crazy nuns as well? I mean, I believe, yes, one of the foster places is run by nuns. It's an orphanage or something. This is depressing, B. Why yeah. There was also the uh, the Amazon show with the, the God and the Devil. That one started off with Crazy Nuns, too, as well. The, um, Do you mean Lucifer? No, 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 no. The, um, the comedy one with the, the two with the two UK actors. I cannot... Do you mean... Oh do no! You, I know what you're talking about. Um, do you mean Good Omen? Yeah, huh? yeah. Yes. Good Omen. That's what you're talking yes. about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Does that start off with Crazy Nuns too? They're not. Cra- yeah, maybe, maybe. Couple of them. Yeah, we don't generally tend to cast nuns in a good light in yeah. movies here. No. Nah. nah. They're either someone who's like uh, Susan Saranda and Dead Man Walking, attached to a prison, and yeah taking on someone's death burden or their yeah no we don't mm. damn i mean those nuns in sister act were about three hymns away from becoming one of these nuns that we're watching now go to your room the whole different movie that is not on disney it is not on disney at all 
<laughs> Fair enough. What did you think about what this movie looked like, y'all? If you're gonna shoot some dark shit, shoot it like this. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. this film are dark as fuck. They just <laughs> everything looks sour, even when they out partying at the pubs and shit. Mm-hmm. It's still like does not look like a town you want to, you really want to like be in or a place. Even during the daylight, it's just you hear fucking seagulls and shit flying around. It's just dreary as shit. Like it's the whole town is being cast in like this foggy shadow of just sad. Yeah, I I, yeah, it did a good job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, The cinematography it it looks good for um what they're trying to show and stuff here. So yeah, I think there was some good camera, especially at the end. Um, so. Not too, and and when things get super dark, it doesn't get too gratuitous or anything like that. Like I said, I, I mean, it, it to me, this film could have gone. I guess I'm, you know, I I'm not certain I liked it as much as you guys did, but also I recognize that this film probably would have gone, could have been, could have been a terrible film. Like we've yeah. seen, and, and mm-hmm. we've seen where it's just like. This is not one of those films where we said before it was like, well, there's a good film here. They just didn't do it. It's like, no. It's just I'm personally I didn't care enough about it. But that's just probably my apathy is coming towards some of these films this year. Um but overall Can't it's still tell at all. I know. So uh, like I <laughs> I mean I it's a B. Yeah. It's not the I mean, I I will say a lot of it has to do with the field that it's in. Um and I and I and I it, it, so everything feels a little relative, but it's a it's a B it's a B movie. I mean, it's a solid B. What would you guys give it out of ten? Uh, I'm thinking mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a smooth seven and a half for me out of ten. Well, like it. yes. I expected, I didn't expect much from it, and not had not heard of it. But after I watched it, I did go and watch some other people's reviews of it, and read some things about it, and read you know the interview with uh, I think they did with uh, Rose or whatever just to get their take so and i don't feel like i missed anything i feel like with some of these films you it's very it's very easy to miss things and because you don't necessarily be looking for that shit or they're not really the focus on those things is not that great like editing and direction is not that great but i feel like with this one i didn't miss anything like i read the interview and i was like yep i got all of that yeah, I mean, it's not pretentious. It's just straightforward. I mean, you know exactly what you're getting with this film, and it's not trying to be too. No, I mean, it's not like it's it's holding your hand throughout everything, but it's like it's got a very clear story it's trying to tell, and yeah, I appreciate that about it. And it's, it's funny, I I gave it a seven and a half too. So, um, yeah, it looks like we're all sitting around the same same for it. Yeah, so. I would I would actually contrast this as a good attempt worthy of a seven and a half versus some other piece of shit that I saw called in the earth that was super that just felt super fucking pretentious mm. and all over the place like it just actually hurt my ears and eyes all over the place so yeah this could have easily been that mm. and I'm glad it wasn't yeah. okay um all right any final words on this this up. You can watch it now if you have uh, Epics. It's it's oh. actually available on TV now. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, all right. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe. Movie Trailer Reviews. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, we got plenty more uh, things to review. We've seen a lot of films. 
Um, so there's going to be plenty more to talk about. Some of them we'll be talking about on premium. So we're going to be talking uh, King Richard and Power of the Dog on premium since they're both on streaming right now. And uh, I know Brandon mentioned before Lamb. So we'll be talking about Lamb. And there's a couple other films we'll be talking about. Um, Brandon, you never did see The Tragedy of Macbeth, did you? I did not watch it because I didn't realize the timer ran out in three days. Uh, I tried to yes. watch it that day after the time it went out, and I was like, fuck. So let me ask you this question. Um, do you care about Shakespeare? Hell fucking no. Then, I'm black. then you know what? Then you know what? It's probably good you didn't watch it. So you're fine. I mean, I'm not, I didn't rush to watch it, as you can see. Yeah. I waited a whole <laughs> yes. weekend. Listen, no, listen, listen, bro, bro. I'm not gonna say it's not a good film. I'm not saying there shouldn't be some more wars consideration. I saw. I'm not gonna. I have no comment on the Washington Arab Home Critic Association's awards for this year because I just they're very confusing to me. However, yeah, very, how, they're very, they're very, very, it's very all over the fucking place, and I'm just like, really that? Music. Really? I mean, um, they gave my girl from King Richard the the the, the what the, the hand. No, I'll, I'll applaud that, but I was very confused. Yo, no, no, there's a, there's a lot of confusing things and some of that, and I just let you know. I'm like, it's a pandemic. I'm gonna let it go. Um, but I'm gonna I'm I not just, gonna lie. I'm not gonna I lie. That that film, uh, it's it's good, but like, ooh, you need to like. Wait, which which film? Oh, the the Big Bev. Oh yeah, you I I and I knew it. It's the title of the film. Like you knew it, and I'm like. Also, oh wait, no, no, you really are just gonna do the whole shape. Ah, oh, damn it! It's like, the play. It's I know it is. It's, it's it is. Not it, it, no, it's not, no, it is. It's not inspired and, by. It is the play. And but, I just, I just wish yeah. I, I just wish, This is where one of the times where I, 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 I blame myself. I should have known that, and I would have just like again. Some things are just not for me. I don't do musicals. You know, I ain't talking about no West Side Story. Guess what? I'm never going to. Tick, tick, boom. Not gonna do that. No, I'm good. I actually watch Big Boom, and I'm 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 not. I'm surprised that Andrew Garfield's name isn't popping up more. But also, I'm not, I'm the song not, in that not. movie annoyed the ever loved shit out of me like so much. So I don't do music. Oh, his name his name is popping up, and I think it's oversized. Um, but I'm a yeah. bag on it because I don't think it's actually a good film. I think Andrew Garfield is good in it, but the songs are atrocious. Right. Right. So, right. Pe- yeah, people are people are prepared to reward his um oversized and clearly not in his regular <laughs> wheelhouse performance and they are translating that into the film and I don't know why other than the fact I, people love right. one man well man well. I mm, whatever. Also, that is easily Alexander Ship's uh best film I ever. Mean, which is not saying what much. are we really saying here? But, you know, yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I get it. If 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 the if a if the traditional Shakespeare is not your bag, if the only thing you know about Macbeth is you went to a school or you had an English class where they made you memorize a tomorrow tomorrow speech so you could know what a monologue, the difference between a monologue and a soliloquy. Yeah, uh, the tragedy Macbeth may not be your bag, but if you like theater, if you like plays, if you like Shakespeare, if you like Macbeth, all three, I highly recommend. Say what? So all three of you. I hate you so much, <laughs> but me and my other two people, I don't care. Whoever you are, I I, I highly recommend the tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, Denzel Washington as Macbeth, Corey Hawkins as Macduff. That in and of itself is worth it. Uh, Corey Hawkins' wife is brilliant. The way they stage it is fantastic. I actually have to say that I like the direction of Joe Cohen by himself, and I feel weird saying it. Uh, the cinematography, it's one of 
three movies I saw that were in black and white that I feel needed and are justified in being in black and white. And it wasn't just to hide the flaws in their movie or we're not revealing the it. lack oh, of okay. depth. We get it. We get it. You like, you know what? Oh, um, like there's another film that's got the fucking buzz, bro. And I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, like why I was so mad. I was watching this. Like, why am I watching this? Which film? Yeah. Why am I watching it? What film? I mean, come on, man. We'll talk about it later. Okay. All right. All right, well, you, obviously you can see we have plenty to talk about, so yeah, just stay man, tuned. We'll and, we, and we're going to have some yeah. current stuff coming out. Um, obviously, we have uh, No Way Home. Uh, there's also... <laughs> I'm not going to the theater to see Matrix because it's coming on my TV, guys. So, yeah, when oh, it man. drops on HBO Max, I'll watch it there. I'm not going to the theater. They're like, yeah, come to the theater. I'm like, why? What do you why? mean HBO Max? When they light that bitch up on the FYC at, I'm pressing play. Or that wait why why would why would they do Matrix Revolutions on I mean Ra- Matrix Ma- Matrix um Matrix what's it what's, what, Ma- Resurrection why would they do that on the FYC app? That's meant to first of all because they said they're going to they're already there it says coming soon really what's it gonna be well here's the thing it's gonna be on 4K if not then I might as well watch it when it comes on HBO Max. I mean, fair, but it's gonna um, be, it's, I, this is the thing too. It's like when they're gonna put it there, like December twenty first. Not just we know come to HBO Max. Like what the fuck, right? What are they doing? Yeah, no, if doing? they wait to release date to drop it, I'm putting it on my. I'm watching like HBO Max. I'm with you, but yeah, no, I'm not going to the movie theater to see that. Yeah, I was like, what are, you, are you going to see the Michael B. Jordan movie? The what? Nick, Nick, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what Michael B. Jordan? You mean you mean the prequel to uh uh what what it was without thing? remorse yeah without remorse you you mean that film you know like that's really what I saw I was like wait are they doing a prequel to without remorse and I was like oh no this is actually some kind of fun family Christmas like Michael B Jordan film. get the fuck out of here I'm not doing this listen like, I'm gonna go <laughs> yeah you okay I love myself so. I love myself too. I got to be stuck on that side of town. If they're going to give me a seat and some free food, I'm going to go. Okay. So, anyway, just make sure you guys subscribe. You'll hear more of this. So, uh, and like I said, head over to Premium. You got, you got King Richard and Power of the Dog coming from us. So, till next time, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>